Welcome to Boardline, my friends, the mystical musings of a mentally ill magician. I am your host, podcasting's Danny Buckler. If you're watching the YouTube version, please hit subscribe, hit like, hit share, hit the bell that lets you know there's a new video or episode dropping. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit. <laughs> hit your bong if you have one. It's the weekend. Hit. <laughs> Just hit the wall. Hit anything. Hit the wall, have a rest, then get up and carry on. Just hit everything in your vicinity. If you're listening to the audio version, you've already hit the stuff. You must have already subscribed. I'm very grateful to you, all my listeners, all my viewers. Thank you so much. It's growing this little community and it's the thing that makes me happiest in this life. As I sit here waiting, waiting, my friends, waiting for Godo, waiting for this delivery to come. What delivery companies, man? They had it off during the pandemic and now they're all important. And I've been caught in a, a loop with this particular firm that I'm not going to name. I did name them in a previous attempt at recording this. And then I thought, hang on a minute, Buckles, rein it back. You don't want to get in any kind of legal bother. They pull, try and pull a strike. But they're, they're crap. They're crap. And I think if I say that, you instantly know exactly who I mean because you don't have experienced this crapness yourself. Like this delivery was... It was at the depot, then it's not at the depot. Now it's on its way back to the depot. It's supposed to come yesterday, then today. Now it's coming Monday, or is it? You sort of go on. It's like, oh, it's on its way today. Click back for your delivery window. No delivery window ever comes. Every day is Groundhog Day round here at the moment. It's like, oh, that Tom Cruise one that I like, the sci-fi one. When he's on Groundhog Day, but with monsters. Oh, 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 Edge of Tomorrow, him and Emily Blunt. I love the cruise missile in that. I love it when he plays a dick. Even though he becomes a hero at the end, he play, he's just oh, a phenomenal film star. I've not seen Maverick yet. I've not seen Top Gun yet. I don't know if I need to see Top Gun to enjoy Maverick. I rather imagine that I do. Yes, yeah, weird that, man. I've not seen Top Gun. It's like, never seen it. Almost saw it once. I was dating. In my youth, my very, very distant youth, VHS we were talking about here. She had it on VHS. I was around her house and she put it on to watch. That was going to be our evening in. And then, of course, when you're 19, other things happen. And um, <laughs> the human chemistry is very different. And um, let's just say we didn't watch Top Gun, guys. Nope. Spent a wonderful evening disappointing her. So. <laughs> That's not what you're here for. I've got a wonderful story for you this week. I'm gonna. I've been thinking a lot about. Um, actually, think not not thinking much at all. I've been dwelling in the present moment. My current thing at the moment is to be as here as possible. I've talked about the non-dual thing on here before that I'm very interested in, and realization, realizing that there is nothing really. It's it's a kind of a post spirituality that all there is is this what's happening now me you this microphone this uh, just a happening these words not prepared I never planned these podcasts not showing off just lazy but these words are coming out of nothing they're, they're, there's no pre there's a, a nothingness the words arise they come out everything's coming out of this this awareness right don't switch off <laughs> oh god here he goes if he no flares. Talking about his Zen shit again. Not interested, mate. Um, but yeah, and it's also for my own mental health. I the, the more present I am, the better I feel. The hell, you know, the less I'm in fantasies, projections, wonderings, beliefs, dreams, hopes, fears, 
the past, the less of that that's going on, the happier you are. You have to come back to this present moment. Never was this more perfectly epitomised, by the way, than by Mr... Let me just get rid of that uh, thing that's popped up on the screen. By Mr. Alan Moore in his Swamp Thing comics, of all places. Not even his masterwork, Promethea. Well, I love that comic book. But his, Alan, his, his Swamp Thing runs got the best description of Buddhist enlightenment in it ever. I don't even want to spoil it for you, but essentially the Swamp Thing realises that the more present he is, the more he connects to the green, which is like his, where he comes out of, he rises from the green, and the more he relaxes into the green, the happier he feels, the more when he drops all of his, you know, nonsense and programming, and it just is, the more he is in bliss. But this panel describes it absolutely beautifully. Check it out. Just put in Swamp Thing Buddhism. You'll find it on Google. Wonderful piece of comic book writing. But the more one relaxes into what is, the more... How can I describe this? My favourite term for this is the universe winks at you. It gives you a little wink to let you know this is what you're supposed to be doing. Things seem to sync up a little better, you know. Synchronicities seem to happen. Not the secret or any of that horse shite. You know, the idea that you can sit on your couch and imagine a car and the next morning it'll be there. And if it's not there, you didn't believe hard enough. Horrible, horrible thing to put on people. I don't like the secret at all. But um, but having said that, I do l believe in synchronicity. I believe in coincidence, and I believe that sometimes the universe gives you a little big, a big coincidence, just to let you know you're on the right track. Let me explain such a thing that happened to me this very week. Mm. So I've been travelling a lot, mate, and I've been having a really good time as well, working for a couple of lovely cruise lines, sister companies that treat me very, very well. And the audience is my audience. They like me. I like them. The shows are good. And uh, and creative as well, because, you know, this is an audience that lets me, they let you play a little bit. It's nice. I'm really enjoying it. I'm in a really good run at the moment. Very, very happy, actually. But there's an awful lot of travel involved, my friends. So, to, uh, and a lot of zigzagging as well. You're here, you're there, you're this. Two days at home, you're there, you're here, you're there. You know, it's an awful lot of... Uh, you know, zigzagging, you're back home, waiting for your delivery that just won't come. It's got to be here by Monday. I'm leaving on Tuesday again. And it's the reason you haven't had your travel videos that I promised in the last episode, by the way, because what's been delivered is the sodding camera. But I digress. So to maintain mental health through this, if you look at it on a piece of paper, where you're flying to, where you're flying back, you go mad. It's too much. So one day at a time, present moment awareness, all there is at this and it all flows from one thing to the next, and then you get to this lovely Zodchen space, this lovely um, clarity where it's all arising. It feels like it's all happening in you, for want of a better description. Um, I can't describe it better than that. I'm going to do some videos on this, by the way, for the YouTube channel, because I, I do like talking about these things, and people um, like hearing about it. So, uh, yeah, but... So the more you relax into it and relax into awareness and drop expectations and because nothing ever goes to plan, especially not out of ether at the moment, it's chaos, but you just have to accept it and flow with it. And it's, then it's not as exhausting. You know, and you feel like a bit of a Jedi and the, the jet lag is less and adventures happen, but it also puts you into synchronicity space because synchronicity of, of, I'm assuming everyone knows what I mean by that in case you don't I mean meaningful coincidences 
meaningful coincidence. We live by coincidence. It's a coincidence that we're here. The coincidence of your parents meeting when they did. The coincidence of where you were born. The coincidence of where you happened to go to school and who you met and who you hung out with. And the coincidences of their effect on your programming, your effect on their programming, creating this life now that you are living and I'm living. We're all living in it. And our own unique perspectives on that life and the various positions in the multiverse that we occupy. So we live by coincidence, but a meaningful coincidence is one, that, a big one that you notice. You know, a big thing. Oh, I was thinking that and this happened and it happened. Whoa! You know what I mean? I love those. You're thinking of somebody and the phone rings and it's, you know, is the one that everyone goes to. And I know about the confirmation bias and I know about all the neuroscience and the fact that you don't remember the 50 times you thought of that person and they didn't phone you. I know all about that, you know, but, you know, I want to have a happy life, mate. I'll, let me have a bit of twinkle. <laughs> hey, if all there is is belief, then let me believe something a bit magical for a couple of hours a day, you know. <laughs> I know about the confirmation bias. I still like it when it happens. It's nice. It makes me feel good. And it feels like the universe is winking at you. Because the more present you get, the more these things happen. And it feels like the universe is saying, that's it. You're doing it right. And just to let you know, stay present. Don't go off on a daydream about what he's doing or she's doing or where they are or what's happening over there or the future or the past. Just stay here. Stay in actuality. Just stay here. And to let you know you're on the right track, have a coincidence, have a big synchronicity, have a bit of magic happen, a bit of sparkle. <sighs> so I'm travelling through airports and I'm on a cruise ship with John Eakin. Who's that, you ask? I'll tell you. So John Eakin is a cruise director and a friend and, uh, and is also a magician like me, as in conjuring. An exceptionally good one, by the way. A wonderful old professional Done it all, seen it all, got, got that lovely zen quality of like nothing can phase him because everything's happened to him. You know what I mean? And if everything's happened to you and you've dealt with it, and you can deal with anything. So he's always in that zen space. And they probably never read a zen book as far as I know, never gone to a monastery, never had to do any of that shit. Just the living of life has produced this beautiful, wise man who's great company to hang out with and knows an awful lot about performing, an awful lot about the performance of magic. And I, I, I love seeing him. I've known him about, I don't know, years, a good few years, five years or so, just a few cruises, but lovely, always look forward to seeing him. And we talk about old movies and things. Now, I didn't realise this, but this is this is all going to come to bear. Let me just see how I'm doing for time. Yes. We talk, so we talk about me and him on the, the cruise ship, we're having a coffee in the lovely Coffee Connection, I think it's called, a beautiful little coffee shot they have on board this particular cruise line where you just sit it's lovely everything is all marble and sumptuous you sit in there you've done your show you're feeling good chatting to people they've got a bagel thing over anytime you want get up toast yourself a bagel you think oh look at the luxury of this i can just get up off this on this luxury get up from my seat go over there toast myself a bagel bit of cream trees you know and basically what i can do at home you know what I, mean? I could do that right now I could get up from this chair, go next door and toast myself a bagel. But for some reason, on a luxury cruise ship, it feels special to be able to do what you can do every day in your own gaff. Every picture needs an appropriate frame. So there I am on this ship, we're chatting away and we're talking about old movies. We're, like we're both into, very into our older movies. And he brought up a film called The Imposters. Now, The Imposters 
is one of my favourite films of all time. It's a beautiful comedy film from, I believe, 1990... Hang on, let me just double-check the date. I think it's 92... No, no, 98. 1998. And it's... um. It's filmed as a uh, as a classic comedy from the 30s would be, the way it's styled, not just the way it's styled, but the, the way the sound stages are built, the way it's filmed, the script, everything about it. It's like a, a classic. It could almost be a Laurel and Hardy film. You know, it's beautiful, pl- plenty of comedy in it, wonderful cast. It's directed by and stars Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is one of those actors I have loved my whole life long. He's in everything and, you know... It, He's superb in Billy Bathgate. He, he's he's wonderful in. Uh, oh, I've got his name. The one with the what's her name? When she plays the assassin, and he's a cool. He's an assassin in that one. Oh, that one's gone. That'll come back to me. But he's just a great actor, great presence, just engaging. Big Knight's a favourite of mine, and and he directed and stars in The Imposters alongside Oliver Platt. They are the two protagonists, two out of work actors circumstance puts them on a cruise ship and things farcical things happen in a very 1930s style it's a beautiful film i beseech you go and check it out in fact you can because it's on disney plus this is what i'm getting to so me and johnny can chat in films he brings up the imposters oh happy memories of course stanley tucci oliver platt john's a massive oliver platt fan as am i i'm a massive stanley tucci fan as he this is he we're talking about this i haven't thought about that film I haven't thought about that film for about four years. I must watch it again, thinks I. The Imposters, that Stanley Tucci film. Must watch it again. So I get home, I get on the Disney Plus, as is my one. I've got a day at home, I want to watch something. I've burned through Obi-Wan, which I'm really enjoying, by the way. And I was wrong! Last episode, I was wrong, wrong, wrong. Vader, minor spoilers for Obi-Wan. Vader didn't tell the Inquisitor that he was Anakin Skywalker. There's another reason that makes complete sense as to how he, she knows he is. And I now look like the arsehole. But I'm owning it. All right? It's up there. I can't take it down. I said I thought it was this. It turns out it was that. I was wrong. And I'm loving Obi-Wan. And everyone in it. But I'm on the Disney Plus. And, uh, and there it is. The Imposters. It's in the comedy section. And I beseech you, watch it tonight. You'll love it. So I watch it again. And I, Billy Connolly's in it. Um, watch it. Love it. Haven't seen it in years. Purely, you know, this is the, the, the coincidences of, of, of John mentioning that film. It being one of my favourites. I was having a lovely conversation about it. I come home. The coincidences. I turn on my Disney Plus. There it is in my recommends. In the comedy section. I get my flights for my next cruise. And I've been home for about... So I left that one. I've had two days at home and I'm leaving again. So this is literally John Eakin and me talking about the imposters on the Thursday, get home on the Friday, watch it on the Saturday, now we're on the Monday. And I've got a layover in Rome, a five-hour layover between my flights. But that's fine. It's the way it goes. That's, that's travel these days. And Rome's a very pleasant airport to hang out in. And there's a nice coffee bar that I like there that I go and sit in before going through the security. So um, so my flight goes from London to Rome. I'm going to be stuck in Rome and then Rome to where I'm going. I get off my flight. I'm not making this up. Uh, it's weird. This And this is a God winking at me in a massive way. This is I'm, I'm in my state. I'm present. I'm flowing with what is. I'm with... 
I'm with the Dow. I'm back here in the workings. I get to my the uh, picking up your bags bit. I'm on my, on my way to the picking up your bags bit, just the other side of the passport control. I'm at the passport control. And there's somebody in front of me and they're with somebody. And that's the person they're with is behind me. So I stop and let the person they're with step through. This man is standing in front of me. He's a little shorter than me. And I note that he's wearing a very cool suit. And I've got an eye for these things. And he's got a very cool man bag. And then we're, we both, he goes through pass. They go through passport control. I go through passport. We're walking. So we're sort of walking together. But he's slightly in front of me. You know, because it's just that I'm not stalking. It's just just how we're walking. We're in the mob. We're all walking out down towards the the baggage place, and then he sort of looks over his over his shoulder at me and looks. And I thought, Christ, he looks like Stanley Tucci. From my mouth, from my mouth to the ears of whatever you believe in, on the life, on the life of my niece, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Literally stood it. I made like literally talking about that film, watching that film, to actually him standing in front of me in for, for three days. In Rome Airport, of all places. Starting off like in Italy, talking about that film, flew over for three days, watched that film, back in Italy, there's the guy that wrote and directed, and he's in the film. One of my favourite films, Stanley Tucci. Now, he's doing this thing. We're walking along and he's looking and he knows I've clocked him. And he's doing that thing of like that famous people sometimes do where it's like he knows he's been clocked, but he doesn't. He's giving off a little bit of a uh, don't, 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 don't vibe, if you know what I mean. And I, and I can respect this. I've got famous friends and they've all got different ways of handling. And all my friends are cool. So anyone that comes up to them, they're absolutely beautiful with. All my famous mates are really kind to their fans and give them time and actually give them what they're looking for. If they've got a question, if they've got a comment, they'll take it. They're lovely to their fans, all my famous mates. You know, God forbid it ever be me. I'd be amazing with my fans. I'd talk to all of them for hours. They wouldn't get away. It'd be the opposite. Excuse me. Are you Danny Buckler? It's true. Oh man, I loved you in, uh, I loved you in that thing I saw you in. Thank you. What thing was it? I, I, I can't remember. You were great in it. And I've got to be going. No, no, come back. What was it? Sit down. Tell me about it. <laughs> no, no, I've got my wife and kids. Well, bring them over. Bring them over for the Danny Fest. <laughs> Let's talk about me some more. But enough about me. What do you think about me? But um, <laughs> but I also have I've been around famous people that are known famous people that don't like being talking to their fans. And I've known some right shit houses. No names given here who are absolute total pricks to their fans. Nasty pieces of work. I shan't name names on here for fear of maybe one day working with them again, but rest assured, they're out there. They really are. But he's not doing that. He's just giving off a bit of a, like, oh no, I've, I've been recognised vibe. I, I didn't, I didn't want to, but at the same time, I don't want to let the moment pass. Because I'm a true fan. I'm not just, uh, I love doing that thing. So we're walking along and I, I've got to say something to him. It's standing, how, how many chances are you going to get? And we're now side by side. It's definitely him. We're side by side. And I just said, I just went, The Imposters is the greatest film ever made. And thank you so much for making it. And he stopped and turned and his face just lit up. You know what I mean? Like, like oh my God, like he, he actually clocked. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, a, oh, and he just went, oh, thank you. And he put his hand, he went, oh, thank you so much. Put his hand, really gracious, thank you. I really appreciate that. I really do. And I went, oh, mate, it's one of the, 
that line and the whole, you know, cream puff scene. It's a very funny scene. And uh, that line, his delivery on that is just, it's superlative. It's the best comedy I've ever seen. I, I love it. So just, just thank you for making it. And he just went, oh, thank you. Just thank you for that. Really, thank you. And that was the end of the exchange. And then overstay me welcome. And I went, you know, say travels. And he said, and you. And that was it. And then we grabbed our bags and off we went. But how weird is that? You know, the, because... It's not about intention, if you know what I'm. If you see what I'm saying, like these people think that you can manif- you can intend something, and then the universe makes it happen. That never worked once for me, <laughs> and I tried in my twenties, desperate because in my twenties I was desperate for to get away from you know. The answer is this: the answer to happiness, to peace, is this: being here now with this. But I didn't want to be, in my youth, I didn't want to, this was shit. I was in a horrible situation and I was poor and I was unhappy and I couldn't get a girlfriend. I couldn't, I was unhappy. So I did, this was not the, I wanted to out. So I was drawn to these things like the secret and thinking positive and trying to make things happen. You know, and none of it really worked. And the key to, and all that time, the key to all of it was just this. Because when you're with this, you can deal with this. And you can change this, but you, but practically, but you have to be with it first. Am I making any sense? This is the answer. And when you're with this, weird things like this do happen. You 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 watch a film, and then you know you think about a film. You think about with no, I no intention of meeting him, but then the weirdness of life. There he is in Rome Airport. It's not about so much intent. It's about being with this and then what's meant to happen happens. And then there are little synchronicities that pop up to show you that, oh, maybe there is something behind the universal engine. Maybe there is an intelligence. Maybe it's bigger than me. Maybe it knows better than me. Maybe I'm meant to be here. Maybe it's not separate from me. Maybe I am it. Maybe you are too. Maybe maybe we all are. The Tao that can be named is not the Tao. So, how am I doing on time? Oh, look at that. Coming up, so there we are, my friends. A tale of a synchronicity at an airport. If you like that sort of chat, let me know in the comments, and I'm gonna might do some more specific videos on this kind of thing. I'm very up for that. Yes, thank you for listening to Borderline. Thank you for indulging me. If you're that delivery company, for Christ's sake, get a move on. And uh, yeah, all good, man. It's all good. Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Have a cracking week and I'll see you on the next Borderline.